Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello mommy, how are you? I'm good, Uncle. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the fifth episode of wow, What's Your Flavor? Five episodes. Five episodes. Yeah. We've done well. Though. I think I'm we've done well. I'm very proud of us I with our consistency. I swear. Actually, it's really we've good. Been, yeah. These days, I feel really excited to record a new episode. Me too, actually. You, right? And then I see, we feel like I feel like we get content somehow. Yeah, all the time, which is shocking to me. No, no, it's good. It's good. That means there's a lot of food things happening in Accra and Ghana as a whole. So I'm happy about that. Okay. And you know we've seen a few things happening, mm-hmm. but first off, oh what God. are you today? Uh, today I, me, I am, I am Banku and Okra stew. So what are you? I fuck with it. I am those giant Japanese grapes that taste like Jello. What are they called? Japanese grapes. That's the name. Giant I'm Japanese so grapes. Disappointed. <laughs> giant Japanese some grapes. They're huge. No, they're so big. <laughs> they're like maybe the size of. I don't know, a small plum. Wow. They're really Grapes. Big. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. But you know, mm-hmm. actually, I, I've not eaten grapes like that before. I like grape juice, though. But, you don't eat actual grapes? And I've not, I've been eating <gasps> them before. I'm not very, like, I'm sorry. You remember, I'm weird. You right? are. Yeah, I'm weird. You yeah, right? are. I don't know anyone who's never raisins. had grapes. Raisins are trash. I mean, yeah, gra- raisins kind of, well, although, chocolate covered raisins, bang. No, anything with raisins. Ra- raisins, yeah. you know what I call raisins? Raisins and cake sucks. Yeah, raisins everywhere. I call raisins, raisins the devil's and cake. <laughs> they suck. Ra- but raisins, in chocolate, they, they the bang. Raisins You know the devil? when he shits he shits oh raisins that's what he does I hate raisins that is nasty and you know my mom would put them in like, <laughs> like muesli right you put them in milk yeah, and then the raisins become like, like the milk them. goes inside I'm like yeah. it's good it's good Yuck. Actually, so you know if my mom texture. Me, when they give me muesli right, I'll literally first be like hold on don't put any milk and I'll start taking out the raisins uh. <laughs> outside. Your mother's tired of you. Oh, she is. If you we see, see my it Snapchat, all over Snapchat, she's so tired of you. If you see my Snapchat, like, you harass that woman. I really she's but listen, so tired of she you. She has also worried me since you I were been born. Like, yeah, fair enough. It's a fair so, trade. It's a fair trade. trade. So it's like that. Yeah. And yes, um, yes, yes. but I also want to address one more thing. Oh boy. Um, so of late, I've been getting these like um, messages from a lot of uh, fans. Mm. Like mm. they they move to me and be like, "Yo, mm. that your co-host, mommy. Mm. Her voice they be," mm. and like it's like four or five guys, so many of them, and they're like, "Yo, your co-host," <laughs> and I feel like you know I need to sexy up my voice now because <laughs> not even one girl has been like, "Oh my, your voice they be." Nothing. That is not true. Don't you remember that I got you to send my friend a voice note? Ah, uh, okay. Saying it, her name. It's one one friend. That's For it. now. For now, but mommy already has like ten. Like, oh please! And today we are one of her biggest fans. Oh like, my! This guy is <laughs> mad about her. Before we introduce him, I just want to say thank you to all you guys who seem to enjoy my voice. Well, I personally, I'm even going to start a project called uh, Sexy <laughs> Mommy Robot Voice. Oh, please! And she'll wake you up like, hey, oh, please. get up! Look, I can't even wake food. my. Oh boy! <laughs> it's time for breakfast. Okay, now, I'm <laughs> now I'm done. Uh, so jealous girlfriends, if your boyfriend gets that, we are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, don't worry. It's you that I'm really after. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so, so we've got one of mommy's biggest fans here. <laughs> he goes by the name of George Frederick Nisowa Odoye. Wow. AKA the whole Chef name. Kicks. Wow, AKA wow, Kiko, wow, wow. AKA man with the braids, Ooh. AKA man at Pop Pop Social Aviation Social Center. <laughs> I will stab you, Omi. I will stab you. Please be loud. I will stab you. Oh, don't stab me, bro. Come on, it's all love here. Nisoa, Jaje. I apologize. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, but we've got the uber Infamous. talented. 
yeah, infamous, famous, uber talented mm-hmm. Chef Keeks today. Mm-hmm. And we've also got his lovely partner Salma. Salma say hi. Hi. <laughs> so <laughs> If Kiko does the food, Salman is the brain behind the operation, mm-hmm. and she makes sure that everything runs smoothly at mm-hmm. the pop-ups. Mm-hmm. So I first got to know Kiko because of his pop-ups. Mm-hmm. He followed me, like he followed me on Twitter sometime last year, but I didn't know much about him. Mm-hmm. And then he hit me up and he was like, he's doing pop-ups at Juice World in East right. Lebanon. <laughs> but unfortunately, because of timing or one reason or the other, I just never got the chance to go to the East Lebanon pop-up, right. right? And then because of that. Um, I think he decided that he got an offer from Aviation. I think a lady runs. Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to them as well. The lady no who's shade. running the bar and stuff. There. No shade, mm-hmm. but you know the previous location was tiring. The East Legon one. Yeah. All right, no problem. Especially for people like me who don't live. Live on there, that yeah, because you. Yeah, I know, because even I'm, my whole activity is based towards Osu or this yeah. and all that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I feel like aviation is very central. Yeah. For a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes Say, I come from work, Achimota, right. so I come straight, yeah. and it makes life easy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. East Legon used to be a bit of a journey, I guess, and mm. then we just never could go there. So finally, aviation got him on board. And I went for his ramen pop-up. That was mm-hmm. the first one I went. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bunch of us that came initially. And I think more people came after. But I left right. by after having my ramen. Right. But me, Kev, all of us came. And then I think Johnny also came that day. I made him come for the ramen. You made and him come? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I made him saying. arrive at Aviation Station. <laughs> okay. That's not any better, bro. No, please. No, no, it is. <laughs> it is. It's much better. <laughs> he came in an Uber there. <laughs> Came, came in a black one, <laughs> left in a white one, yeah. Okay, okay. So, we had the ramen there and then we were like huge fans of it. Mm. And ever since then, I've gone for every pop-up of it, well every Saturday. Done. So, he's done ramen, then he did uh, the sandwiches, the right. Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Not Philly, just cheesesteak sandwiches. Right. Then he went on to do... What the do pasta, the right. linguine, the linguine. Yeah, and that the was meatballs. Mm-hmm. And then he did um, the jerk... Uh, yeah, Jack lamb, lamb garlic basso rice, and, and then, the cowpea chili. And then yesterday he did beef chowmin. That was c'est très bien. It was mm. nice and spicy mm-hmm. with the lemon. You know, it was really good. Mm-hmm. But enough about me talking about yes, you. Yes, let's let's let hear from them. You. Introduce yes, themselves. So, um, let, let Madame talk first. <laughs> um, hello. So yes, my name. My name is Salma. I don't. I don't know if I'm the brains behind the operation, but I I, I keep. It's all from falling apart. Uh, we see that. Yeah, when you see him screaming, I'm usually the one saying, no, <laughs> like, yeah, mm. relax. Uh, and yes, you introduce yourself. Um, Kiko, please. <laughs> Jorge! <laughs> please just call me Kiko. My parents call me Kiko now. Um, so yeah, I'm the chef, I guess. Mm-hmm. Technically home cook, because mm-hmm. I haven't been to culinary school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um... I am an addict when it comes okay. to cooking food. I don't like eating as much, but I'm an addict in cooking. And I'm more of an addict of understanding food itself. Mm. So that when I see someone making a dish in Southern China and I can't get all the ingredients, if I understand what he's doing, I can find my own sort alternatives. of alternatives out here because I feel like flavor is based on you. What you need to get right is the technical aspect. And once that is solid, everything else will just follow. Yeah, so. I agree. So what made you start cooking now? Um, so I've been cooking technically since I was 11. Okay. Nice. But I've been in the kitchen since I was like six. Okay. And uh, my mom, my parents have only two boys. Okay. And 
my brother is what you call a proper lazy person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm serious. He's currently a software engineer. And he no. works from home. It, he's he's very very <laughs> lazy. <laughs> he's he's proud of being lazy okay. because it makes him the best version of himself. Okay, well, as long as he's happy. <laughs> and you have to be in the kitchen mm-hmm. because there's only two children mm-hmm. and my mom is not going to allow us to grow up without mm-hmm. knowing how to mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. make basic food. My brother right. can cook, but he just doesn't want He just to. doesn't like it. Okay. But is he older or younger? Older. Two okay. years older. Okay. Shouts to Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we'll be in the kitchen. You cook. Mom will make... My mom is very particular about certain things. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say when it's okra soup, she's very particular about the texture of the banku that okay. you eat okra soup. Okay. And she's particular about the texture you eat okra stew with. Mm-hmm. She's very some way. We had maybe 10 meals which were in constant rotation. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I ever said this food is not nice or this and she she doesn't make you get tired of it because mm, she changes mm, it up mm. so today she was taking with corn sauce corn corn um, starch next time she was taking with gary we, we, we play around in the kitchen a lot mm. so i sort of got into it mm. and then i grew up um we started in accra mm. but my dad moved to the eastern region okay so because he moved to the eastern region we all moved with him mm. and we started school there mm. but where we lived had we're living like in the midst of trees. Okay. So we couldn't get like regular television. Mm-hmm. So dad got DSTV. Okay. And DSTV had food channel. Okay. And then that is where the fascination With came food up. Because like I said, my mom makes delicious food. Mm-hmm. But my mom never ex- my mom never did anything that like, what is this madness? And you would watch and you see people name weird things, mm-hmm. huckleberry gastric mm-hmm. and steak sauce and Fragua yeah. and so like, mm-hmm. what is all this madness? Mm-hmm. But at that time, internet wasn't really a thing, right? And I just watched Food Network. Mm-hmm. That's all I did when I come back from um, high school. Sit down, watch. I watch everything. Mm-hmm. Diners, drivings, and dives. I watch mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't discriminate. Yeah. I watched yeah. everything. Seabear's table, mm-hmm. um, barefoot contest. Mm-hmm. I watched everything, but. Yeah, just watching because you don't have money to buy ingredients. So it was basically for me stockpiling mm. ideas so when I, you were ready. until when I was ready. Right. And then my mom asked me to cook my first dish around 11, mm-hmm. which was rice. Okay. And I messed it up. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's like, like everyone's, everyone's starting yeah. is messing yeah. up rice. Once and you mess up rice, you're good. You can, you can handle it. But she made me eat the rice. And I messed it up by oversalting it. Oh. Oh. So she made me eat it. But I think that is the greatest lesson I ever learned from food, that you can always add more, but you can never subtract. Exactly. Facts. 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 So it's, it's, it's not something I'm constantly saying to myself, but it governs how I season yeah. my food. Yeah. So I never season with salt to the end. Because mm. I feel like if food is delicious, it's not salt. Salt just brings good. out everything to a certain note. But yeah. the flavor should be there before salt. Yeah. So that's how I work. So... I started rice, then today she would like do the stew, then I'll do it, do this, do that, little by little. Then around university, mm-hmm. first day university, I had to cook because I was in the, the hall. It was very annoying because it's a small space mm-hmm. and I'm not particularly used to cooking in an open space, but I cook alone at home. So the space is big it, enough for right, me. Right. So, but it was small, it was cramped and I couldn't cook well and stuff. I used to go to I went to tech, by the way. Mm-hmm. I would go to Independence Hall to go and cook for my friends. I'm mm-hmm. nasty in Indomie. Like, <laughs> currently, I consider it nasty, but then 
survival food. Like, ah, the food is nice. The food is nice. You sold out. Indomie. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Listen. Don't remember, that. I put the omi in Indomie. Don't. Oh That's what all the girls want to eat me. Oh yeah. my god! You started too early. You Pick started up line number one. Early. Don't worry. Oh no, this is line the, number this one. Is preview. This is be preview. So anyways, we'll get to oh that. But don't you ever say that to Indomie. Do you know how much Indomie has saved us? Oh, But you can talk. <laughs> so when I went back um, after first semester, mm-hmm. honestly, I was trying to skip church. Honestly. So then, Heathen. <laughs> I told my dad, they should let me handle Christmas lunch. Okay. Because I, 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 so I'll stay at home, mm-hmm. do everything. That was the first time I sort of got the chance to do what I like. Mm. So I did, a, I think, red wine marinated chicken, full chicken, with, nice. um, I think there was grilled pork shoulder. There was some fried rice. Mm-hmm. There was some coleslaw. There was some shit or there was... Yeah, basically a normal Ghanaian. You had to add the Ghanaian element. Yes, shit, of course, yeah, you had to. Course. Oh no, no, I understand. It adds to the flavors. Yeah. yeah, and then I did that. Everyone came. My auntie. I remember that time my auntie came also. She was like, "Wow, this is good. We should go to culinary school." Like, oh, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Why don't you want to go to culinary school? <laughs> That's a different thing altogether. My love affair with food <laughs> will end at education. Okay, <laughs> it's very. That's why she has to keep it together. Okay. It's very smash things together, mm-hmm. like in my head. Mm. And I feel like all the people I looked up to growing up, regarding Ramsey, um Isn't he madder than mad? But the thing is, he's he has psychotic. moved away from it. From he's being no longer, psychotic? He's, no, he's moved <laughs> away from being purely fine dining. To? To fine dining with a flair. His food a psychotic has life flair. Now. He's crazy. I mean, I love him, I but love he's it. crazy. To be fair, he's so, kind of psychotic too. So, so then, it, it I, don't, I don't, I don't see why. I mean, I don't blame Gordon Ramsay for how he is. Close <laughs> for to the idiot sandwiches. No, that if you're running a big business empire like that, and there's a lot of riding on your name, the abuse is there. It's going to come because, and I know, like I read chef accounts, right? They they're in very high pressure environments because, especially if you, the chef owns the restaurant there's a lot riding on you because if you have a michelin star one two three how many mm-hmm. of them there's a lot of pressure from you people all over the world come to have your food so you cannot afford to have a single fuck up right so i understand how gordon ramsay deals with it maybe for him abusing someone i mean it's <laughs> not and i read also accounts where that working in such restaurants eventually people burn out and they leave yeah. because they can't work in such environments for so long like it literally tires them out yeah And I get it, but like you said, I mean, today mm. that's why Gordon Ramsay is Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, <clears throat> but my point is, you see, there's fine dining, there's traditional Michelin star fine dining mm-hmm. where everything has to be perfect, robot perfect. Mm-hmm. I, life is not perfect. But why don't you just tweak it to let it suit you? But like I, my I, thing with you going to culinary school is just broadening your skill, right? <laughs> being able to like you said you need to understand why these ingredients are doing what they're doing and then as a Ghanaian you'll find your own alternatives and do whatever right I don't know why Asians cook with rice wine I don't know what it's supposed to do in there but whatever flavor that is what if palm wine does the same thing you know what I mean so you going to culinary school and learning like all these things and trying all these things and tasting all these things You'll come home and be like, oh, wait, shit, I know that this tastes like that. Because, like, you know when you go to a Chinese restaurant and they give you that uh, chili in the, like, for your In dipping? vinegar? Yeah. No, 
is it in vinegar? I don't know. But I they give you chili on the side. Yeah. It mm-hmm. looks like shito, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not. Oh, okay, okay. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. oiled, no, no, not vinegar, yeah. ground, yeah. Ch- dried no, chili, chili or something, yeah, yeah. right? It's not shito, mm-hmm. but it does the exact same, same thing, thing that shito, shito does, does, right? Exactly. So you learning those two things, it's like, oh, I could substitute one for, for the, the other. So I just feel like, I mean, you know, don't listen to me. But I just feel like, someone like you if you went to culinary school it'd be so much fun because you would create a whole bunch of different stuff that we would enjoy i mean like i say all the time i'm bored of the ghanaian food scene so someone like you would bring something diverse for (laughs) the rest of us but that's why that's why we're in 2019 Mm -hmm. culinary school was built for the olden times when knowledge was in the culinary school mm-hmm. there's so much to learn just by practicing mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. watching listening mm-hmm. like someone gave me a master class subscription a one year subscription that's alone there's nine different courses on that I can take on various parts of it reading there's I, the information right now then is that's, that's my the point. same thing but that's so therefore so that's basically no, it that's what you're doing so but what I'm saying is I want to discover food in my own way. Yeah, and that's fine. And I can't do that in culinary school because then, because I have a cousin in culinary school. Mm-hmm. And the thing about culinary school is, even though you can be creative, you are creative on a scheme. Okay. So you can't just jump into the water mm-hmm. and break someone's neck. But this holds, no, I get it. But this holds true for any kind of education. Why is it that they put you in school? It's not like you can't learn what you learn. I get it. Maybe your parents can't teach you uh, differential calculations and shit because right? that shit sucks no. and no one needs it <laughs> yeah, unless you're thank nothing. you but what I'm saying is that you still get a basic education you still go to university post university then your parents are like do what you want now because we did we've done I mean this is what we have to do so I feel like culinary school and as much as like what you said yeah you can go on the internet and learn things. even I keep doing that. I learn new things every day about stuff which I wouldn't have learned in university or school but I still feel like you need some base and then you work towards that. Like, you work on that because you need some f- foundation. And what if you go and you <clears throat> teach them stuff? Exactly. I also feel like it depends where you go to learn. Yes, some schools are very rigid, but some are also looking for people mm-hmm. like you Inputs. where they would like you to come and do something different because, like she said, if you can probably substitute rice wine for palm wine, you've got a dish on your hand right there. Okay. But <laughs> when I went to university, right, mm-hmm. I read computer science. Mm-hmm. We did programming in class. Mm-hmm. We had assignments. Mm-hmm. I was a full-time software developer Great. for the best part of five years. Mm-hmm. When in and out of school, mm-hmm. I was building my own apps in school and promoting them and stuff. School doesn't teach you anything, bro. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. I that think, I you're think, not getting I think the when point. you say school doesn't teach anything, you're mixing. Because then culinary school is not just like university. It's a whole other thing. Even I get that the fact that you were ahead of your peers and you were doing apps, but you still went to university. My point is that you can now knock it and say, I, I Do you was, think you I would have learned what you learned in university outside of university? Yes, everything I knew as a program, I learned on my own. I wasted four years in university. That's how I see it. Okay. By the end of the day, you still need that degree to do something else. Not really. Now you're in cooking. When I want to, I still need a degree to go and work in some restaurants or something. Exactly. I want to, f- it, that's the point. I think. I am very obsessive about how my food works. And it's not just, flavor is a bonus. I'm worried about how when you take a bite of a sandwich, 
how the experience goes. Does it go from soft bread to toast to meat to crunch to another crunch before your teeth meet? I'm weird about that. <laughs> like no, perfectly do, fine. those things are the things I obsess about all week before I do the pop up. So I try to. So I, I on Wednesdays I do a dumb down version of what I do on Saturday. And then she has to mark it. <laughs> if it's bad, you see what so I mean by brains of the operation. So all the food you see on Wednesday, I eat it. Thank you. You see what I mean by brains of the operation. Well done. Well done. Well Thank done. You. So well done. Thanks, Alma. When there's something wrong, she point it out. Mm. Like that's why I keep saying she's more important to the process than people realize. Mm. Oh no, we get it. Like, because she comes, you do, a, you do, you plate it. She will decide whether it's nice or not mm. before you take the picture. You need, you need someone to give you like pointers and tips. Mm-hmm. I'll give an example. Uh, Kiko did his Philly, the cheesesteak sandwiches, I think the second popper, which I, I went for at Aviation. Mm-hmm. And I had it and I was like, I just have one complaint. It missed a spice element. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that he doesn't see these sort of sandwiches to have a spice. I'm like, for you, yes, because you're from that school of thought. But for the rest of us who like spice, give us an option. So the next time he did it, he did it at the Taste Hills Night Market, which we'll cover in a bit. Mm-hmm. He added a spice element to it, or he gave you a chance to have spice with it. Mm-hmm. And that made all the difference for me. Because I was like, you see, now this is, is what, what I was I talking needed, about. Right. And I feel like as someone who's in the food industry, as a chef, it's good to take criticism like that and improve because that's how you improve, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how you mm-hmm. become better. And I appreciate the fact that he does that. And it's not only me that has spoken to him. I think Mami has spoken to him about his tacos when she, you did that. I remember one of the second, I think the first or second episode we recorded, we spoke about you yeah. way back then. Mm-hmm. And she said that she's coming to have your tacos and she spoke to you about the taco and stuff like that. Because she told me that. And it's good that you're taking feedback. Or He's same. actually kind of obsessive with it. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. He's like, More so than you're like, like probably you're like Saleri and Mozart. Like you guys are so perfect. You want everything. To I'm be not perfect, bro. <laughs> you want to be perfect. You want your food to be it, perfect. And I get it. That, see, that's, I don't, mm-hmm. life is, Chaotic. Mm. The food should be chaotic, but mm. there should be order in the chaos. Mm. Most Greek mythology, but it's not about Greek. Like, like. <laughs> Waxi, what? When you eat, when you <laughs> eat, um, <laughs> like yesterday yeah. with the charming, yeah. right? The I, the whole idea was so I was reading about stir fried noodles, cool. okay. and then on Wednesday I went to cook for Barbara. Debra, yeah, okay. at the house. Right, and Fuck then you, Barbara. You wow. Such, no, because you got such perfect service, so you are trash. But anyway, let's go. Wow. So when I shout I out went to my there. homie Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's my she's my she's my oh, I know. When when I got there, I did it, and then she liked it, but she was just saying, "Why didn't I add oyster sauce? I haven't tasted oyster sauce before." Have you not? No. Oh, I see. And she was like, "To her, it's like soy sauce with a slight tongue." It's a little sweet. It's thicker than soy sauce, and it's sweeter than soy sauce. Okay, so uh, when she feels like, oh, okay, cool. Then let me. So on my way home, I was just thinking about what can we do to make add an element of tang to this because it's very rich, mm-hmm. and an element of tang will cut through Very-very all that richness and then leave it like you enjoy it more. So when I went home, I did another version, and then I was looking around the house, so I tried a little vinegar. I tried. I tried two types of vinegar. Apple cider was okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay, but it was underwhelming. It was, there was no. <laughs> and then I found one lime in the fridge. Nice. So I cut it and I added it, and it just made sense then. Okay. But to me, I felt like 
having eaten it without the lime and eating it with the lime after made me appreciate the lime more mm. because the richness is nice ooh it's rich it's rich but once the lime cuts to it there's a whole excitement your mouth gets mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that, and that's why mm, I that's tried she said <laughs> <laughs> Wanky! No, be smart. And that's why I tried. No, I tried to do it for me, <laughs> but I don't know how many people understood what I was trying to do. You know, we what? get it. I did. I, I mean, I squeezed that half yeah. lime all over my. I like lime in a lot of my food as well. I like that sauté. I live for stuff like that. But yeah. maybe a lot of people might not understand where you're going. Someone for. did say that he. Didn't really like the lime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's. It, it, he said it, it soured it for, for him. him. Yeah. Taste is very and that's subjective. Okay. Exactly. Taste is, and that's something. Maybe maybe not everybody might understand that. Okay, you did the lime for so so and so. No reason. But I feel like at the end of the day, as long as they liked what they had and what they were paying for was worth the good. money. That's what matters at the end of the day. It was good. And I like the fact that you made it spicy. There was a spice. But I feel like towards the end. Like when we came, okay. So here's what happened yesterday. I'll just give a small run through. So I got there. We got there by like three, and we got there at three. And I kid you not, the last time I went at three o'clock, literally there were five of us. Mm-hmm. Yesterday when I got there, there were like fifteen people there, and it was more than they were fifty. No, it was. They were about no, at 50 three o'clock. Or more. I'm saying three o'clock. Yes. yes. Okay, there were fifty apparently. <laughs> so I saw Kiko. I told him before that I'm coming. So make fire ready and keep. So he, I even called him at two. Boss, I'm coming there. We are very hungry. So you make the sh- shit ready for us. They're cool. So when we got there, we gave the order, and there were a lot of people in line. And I think they had to even go and get more noodles and come because someone had to literally rush get more noodles because there were so many people that came yesterday. I think. And I think he was under so much pressure, and like towards the end, like he was like, "I'm just making something for you." <laughs> he seemed to be handling it. Oh very no, he well. did. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. Someone played a good I personally would have sat down. And you had a friend as well. So. I saw who was no. making the who was boiling the noodles yes. for you. Uh, I don't know who she is, but shout out Rebecca. to her. Rebecca. Yeah. Shout out to you, Rebecca, because I saw you were helping them in the kitchen, and and I then my 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 was it support system? No, oh, yeah. my, <laughs> my punching bag. No, I'm I'm really happy like, that you had someone like her. Yes, and then your no, no, not her, not her. The no. other guy, the guy who was in the. A red T-shirt. I be that you be a boy. Yeah, I you know. did punch and pass. Yeah. Like, but you see, you need people like that with you, especially for pop-ups like this, because yeah. it's not a set kitchen. So you're not coming to set up everything. So I think they they had. I had myself had it twice. Like I had my lunch and then I had my dinner. So the dinner, <laughs> what he did, he ran out of beef, I think. So mm-hmm. he substituted with beans and it was really nice. Oh, word? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, good. It was quite nice, actually. I you vegans must have loved that shit. There were, no, I, there were nobody left. He's just that he's like, listen, Omka, I'm already giving you beef. I'm not giving you special treatment. You're Facts. Beans with it. Facts. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so, so I think one of my friends also had it and like she was like, oh my God, I love the beans. Can we get more? I'm like, relax. <laughs> Let's not get excited. Let's finish. Let's finish. <laughs> no, but like yesterday, he really did a lot. You seem to be handling the pressure. pressure well. No, no, it's well good. Done. It's good. And I feel like yeah, it help you. These things help you. Yeah. And I think the taste sales night market, which you did, I think that gave you a lot of more coverage. And because, so let's get to the taste sales now. So <laughs> basically, that day, uh, I got there with Johnny at five o'clock. Right, so last day taste sales in the night market and I'd even spoken to the people who do it on my old podcast which died after two episodes yeah <laughs> but we are on five episodes here so we're going strong on me and mommy yeah <laughs> so we and Johnny got there at five o'clock and I first thing I go and tell Kiko listen um, today Liverpool is playing the Champions League I can't eat for shit right now Champions League final by the way I can't eat right now I'm, I'm really nervous but you know what you do 
please keep one sandwich for me. He's like, who I got you. So I think Johnny ate because he hadn't had lunch. So he had the sandwich and he's like, this is dope. And all my friends started coming. Five o'clock. And at this point, a lot of people who have not been for his pop-ups had the chance to come and try his food. So whoever came earlier was lucky. And I kid you not, by seven o'clock, our man sold out everything. So by 7.30, Kiko is also jamming with us. You know, <laughs> asked if the DJ is doing it. And a lot of people came to me like, yo, where's Kiko's pop-up? I'm like, it's there on the left there where all the crowd is. <laughs> you see that? That's Kiko's pop-up. And whoever hadn't had this food till then had the chance to sample it. And I think I didn't hear even one bad review. Somebody did complain about the price, but I'm like, listen, if you want good food. How much was it? 35. Yeah, 35. 35. Yeah. First sandwich? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that was it? It didn't come with anything else? No, yeah. but it's, it's quite big, filling. Mm. It's, it's, quite, it's quite a big, big bun. No, so yeah. one of my friends felt like maybe you could have had fries or something. I'm like, listen, it's going to fill you. Trust me, you don't need fries with this. <laughs> you should no. see their face as they shake no, no, their no, head. No, no, no. I don't add fries, no, because it's, it's, it's a I don't want to have you waiting. When you are waiting for fries, that's when it deserves to be a bitch in the oil. I'm not ready to. To do with no, no, price. just you do what you have to do. We're not saying that. Maybe for someone who comes there, they're only comfortable. I mean, shit, go get a sandwich over there, go get fries somewhere else. I don't know. If they did have fries, this thing. but maybe for you, know, maybe you, well. your idea is that if you're paying 35, you should get everything together. That was her complaint. And I was like, listen, at the end of the day, it's a preference. If you feel like you want to spend for this, you mm-hmm. can. So there were a lot of vendors also that day, and I think he and Mukasi Chick sold out the quickest. I'm not sure about how the rest of the thing went. That I must left be a beautiful feeling. Right. Yeah. Like selling out. Yeah. Oh my god. No, because then you don't have stress. Now you know yeah. you just have to pack up and go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, like Kiko Salma, we were all jamming and F the DJ was like spotted. <laughs> we literally serraled the whole place up. Because you know how we do it, boy. Oh my god. Serralio plug. You know what? Yeah. Hype man, hype man, hype hype man in the world. The hardest hype man. <laughs> so, I, think, I think the crowd for the pop-up started from tastes because we sold out taste sales and the next Saturday. Yeah, and then last Saturday was when you did the jerk uh, mm, lamp The jerk, thing. and that was also and gone. That's what I'm saying, because people who had a chance... Yeah, that was like, gone at like five something. Yeah. yeah. Even there was the jerk lamp thing. Literally by five o'clock, his food had run out. And because that was gone so quick, everybody decided that, no, this time we're going to come I'm in earlier. multiples of fives I, and threes I mean, and order all at once, which was just insane. I mean, people are paying, so you can't <laughs> complain. But what gave you this idea? Why did you want to start this pop-up? Like, what made you decide that, okay, today... I'm going to do a pop-up and I'm going to start doing different foods. Because I think you told me that uh, people have moved to you and have thanked you for giving an alternative that every week you do a different menu. You don't even do the same thing. Because in the time you've done it, you've done like five different things already. And I think that's awesome. I don't, I'm not calling Juice Walker. I've not been Juice Walker. I know he's done more things there. I'm talking about aviation itself. And you've done like five different things in the time that I've known you and I've come for your pop-up. So what made you decide that, okay, let me do this? And what gave you the belief that you could pull this off? Um, so, like I said, I was, I was a software engineer for five years, but I was I was cooking for. We can hear you drinking water, Uncle. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hot, so I'm very yes, thirsty. Yes, Emma. Yes, yes, Emma. Yes, yes, Emma. Yes, Most indomie. Most indomie. So, um, I was cooking for my friends, like dinner. Just go there, make them dinner, and go home, cause they live in East Legon and. Everyone thinks, oh, it's like one. There's nothing. It's like one. Like mm-hmm. after you buy fried Facts, rice, bitch. <laughs> after I buy fried rice five times and fufu five times, in a week you are tired. Like, what should I eat next? There's nothing to eat. You have to go. <coughs> Even if you leave, also, why are you going? Yeah, I mean, it's like one. Why are you go? You come all the way to Honeysuckle for quesadillas or wings. Like, but you have Honeysuckle in Islegon. No, as but well. that's my point. How many times can you eat quesadillas? 
true. Depends on where you're from. Yeah, yeah. maybe you can eat quesadillas every day. Really, yeah, true. There are people who can eat rice every day. Exactly. I'm one, I'm one of those. I people. know someone who eat eats fufu every day. Shouts to my mom. Every day, <laughs> every, every single day. It's a staple day. in Indian food. So. Yeah. But like, um, I was tired of this food scene, mm. and then, so I've been trying to sell food for a while. I started when I started working for. Okay, so when I finished, uh, I was working at a software engineer, and then the guys were like, they are moving into a house. Okay. So there's a spare room. If I want, don't match my salary at my software firm. And then I can come and cook. Because they like the, at least having something different to eat every evening. And then I told my brother, and he was like, yeah, do it. But don't tell your parents first. So I quit my job, and then I told my parents. And then my mom was pissed for like a month. Yeah, and we're in the same house. You can imagine how bad it was. And then I just moved in and started cooking. At first, I thought it was going to be as easy as just cooking one. Because when I'm cooking one dish a day, it's easy. Today, what do I do? Rice. Tomorrow, yam. The next day, plantain. You, but then when it's you're cooking for them three times a day, and they are insistent on a weekly menu. At first, they weren't. So they were like, they were relaxing and everything. But then somewhere around August, my boss was like, no, 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 no. Get a menu. So you make a weekly menu. You have to try and make it diverse. Change. They they allowed me to explore. Even though our options are very few. But they allowed me to explore. So I was doing it. And I started doing a little food for my office friend who was in East Ligon. It was okay, but it was annoying because you have to do the food. And I'm very particular about the state in which I serve my food. So you do it. You get there. He enjoys the food. But I know... The pasta was 20 minutes late, like after I made it. It won't be the best pasta he's had. So yeah, it upsets me. So I just stopped. And then somewhere in October, I was trying something new for the menu. So I tried uh, a cheesesteak sandwich. And then I think I had left. I was going to buy food at Max Mart or something. And then one of my Do boys... You cook, but you wouldn't eat your own food. It, I do, I'm not worthy of the food I cook yet. I don't. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm weird. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Right. So I'd want to buy ingredients, and then he called me. And I was like, "You can sell this," because he was like, he just kept saying, "You're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready." So he was like, "I can sell this." I was like, "Oh, cool, fine. That's a good idea." So initially, I was trying to do it for university students, and then Sheldon, shout out to Sheldon. The turn up, <laughs> fuego distin. His cousin was opening Juice World, mm-hmm. and then Sheldon was like, "If I want, they can give me a spot there when I want." They they were even open for every day, but I was like, "Nah, I really actually do like my job, so I'll force Saturday into the thing." So the first day I went, I was so afraid. I didn't even do a lot of publicity. I just told a few of my friends. I think that day I sold twelve sandwiches. <laughs> And I made preparation for 30. I lost money, but Madame came, oh, don't worry, it'll be fine. The first time. So the next time he went, the next day, I think the first time, what do you do? Cheese steak sandwiches. Oh, cheese steak sandwiches. Yes. And then the next time, so I'd been, I'd been nursing the idea of selling tacos because I tried tacos. Tacos is something you eat at home. And the guys really like it. Like, oh, ta- one of my guys that you can eat tacos every day. And then he liked it. So I, I tried, I've been trying to do tacos, but I didn't want, I felt like nobody was doing it. And if I do it, everybody will start doing it. So I was hesitant about 
trying tacos. But then, after the cheese steak went, the way it went, I was like, let me just do tacos. How bad could it get? So the next time we sold, I think, 25. <laughs> and then, the next one, there was a little setback. We sold less. But it just kept going up and down until we found that marketing actually helped. So we were using Twitter mainly. Talk to your friends. Like, before every pop-up, I mean, everybody's DMs. Like, <laughs> please come. It's, I, I believe in the food I serve. And I knew, even if there's something you don't like about it, it will be personal. In the sense that the flavor is there. It is well thought out. So, unless it's something you don't like, it should be fine for everybody. So, I kept warning people, oh, come, come. And then, those times, Madame couldn't always come. So, sometimes, I'll be there alone. And then, at 5 o'clock, some I have only two customers. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It will get better. It will get better. And that's when I was pestering you to keep coming. Because mm-hmm. I felt like, if you came, if you came once, you gave some stamp le- of approval. Hey, I beg you. you oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yes. You, you, you don't know it, but you're a very popular person. Like my mm. boss was asking me, who is that? He's talking about Lebanese. Who is that fat <laughs> Lebanese guy what? who is always at your pop-ups? He he's he everywhere even else. Sound exactly. No, you haven't heard you talk. Oh, fine. and I was like, he's he in. I was like, ah, Lebanese, India. Yeah. That's why they are everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he said. Oh, cool. Shout out to Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. When I see you, it's on sight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just... And then the whole idea... I've been nursing the idea of having a changing menu for a long time. A very long... Since I fell in love... Yeah, since like... Since you were a software engineer. Yeah. I fell in love with the idea of seasonal cooking. And how cooking stuff that's in season is always... Be- like when sweet potatoes are in season and I make sweet potato fries, I can't stop myself from finishing it. It's, it's really, really good. It's... Is somewhat creamy, somewhat it's just something else. When they're not in season, they are weird. They are they're not in season. They're not in season, exactly. They have like a weird forced sweetness. Um, I wouldn't even say that, but I feel like things that aren't in season are remnants of what was in the season, season. before. So, so it's, it's not as fresh. It's not fresh. Yeah. It's dried out. It's weird. And so we should cook seasonally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a little so the idea was once you're doing it every every week so when you go to this one try and get feedback if someone liked if like 10 people out of 20 liked let's say the beef parts figure out what they liked about the beef parts and then next week do another beef thing and then improve on that and see if those same people will still like it or now you have more people telling you they like it so every pop-up is based on the previous pop-up so take this week for example last week when I did the chili, a lot of people said they like the beans in the chili because the chili taste, you, you think it's a bean stew, but when you put it in your mouth, it's not, it's like, what is this? It's a different kind of vibe before you get the little bean bumps. So people like the beans. So when I was, I thought, okay, now that I know people who like the way I do my beans, let me make a vegetarian option. I improving, personally don't like beans, but I like that. Mm-hmm. Improving upon the beans. Same thing with, um, I think, the charming. Mm-hmm. I used the Philly cheek, the Philly cheesesteak approach to working on the beef okay. for my charming beef because nice. because you cut it thin and across the green, the muscle fibers are short, so it's easier to chew. Mm-hmm. Come on, science! <laughs> no, you'd be surprised Come on, how science. much. No, science plays a really big part, especially in, in everything. Food, especially I, in food. I say this all the time. I'm just. The, I don't. I'm not like. I don't cook. I'm just. 
a science geek who likes food and experiments. I never told you this, but one of the reasons why I followed you was because you said you were a chemistry shark. Yeah, I'm like a geek. I didn't. I never got to be in chemistry ever, <laughs> ever. No, that's the thing, right? When my mother also cooks, right? She always told tells me that the way you go about it is how the taste comes mm-hmm. out because sometimes she'll be like she cuts chilies in a different way mm. and the taste will be different mm-hmm. and it's all science and I like that a lot about how you make your food and I like the fact that you really give time and you think about a lot yeah. of things I mean it's a process and yeah. I think that your consistency speaks for itself because mm-hmm. it's not nothing like me or her coming or a, a, people come there because they've seen all the work that you've done and not only me talking about it or her or Johnny and you, it's so many people who come there and they're like yo have you tried our Kiko's pop-up? It's really good, Charlie. You should go to aviation. Try it. And slowly, you're getting going to get more people and more people. And that's how consistency works. If you're not consistent, nobody will talk about it. They'll be like, yeah, Kiko's food, they'll be trash. Don't go there. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. <laughs> there are a lot of places that come out like this. They're not yeah, consistent they enough. Yeah, they are poor people. Actually. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've covered that. Oh, and you know, even in our previous podcast, Charlie. we spoke about customer service and things. That is right? all. Yeah. So, obviously, you coming now and you're doing these different dishes that we don't get to have, like... I can't, I don't know where I can get chowmin, but the fact that you managed to make this possible for me right here in Ghana and I can go and have chowmin, I was very happy about it. And also because if I made a chowmin the chowmin way, mm-hmm. your niggas won't like it. No, I know, I've had chowmin before. It's very bland. It's ridiculously bland. No, it, no <laughs> not even. See, mommy, your palate is refined. Oh, oh. Ah, I wouldn't say that. Do you know? Do you know why? Just accustomed no, to different no, no, no. things. Yeah. When I say ref- refined, in the sense that I'll try anything. Her once. mouth understands that it's not every. It's not always that it's supposed to be pepe. <laughs> like there are people who come to me like, sorry for that. But <laughs> I want to say something, but I'll leave it. I'll let it go. No, like, thank you. I thank you for letting it go. People okay. just don't get it. Don't yeah. be small, my mistakes. <laughs> you couldn't let it go, could you? <laughs> they say no frozen, let it go. Uh-uh. I'm so tired of you, my goodness. Yes, but yeah, she, un- she, she, she gets it. Mm. She understands why food is the way it is. Exactly. Or why dishes are the way it is. Exactly. And, and I also try to be like that. But like then, this. if I make a charming, mm-hmm. the traditional way. No, it's bland. The Ghanaian people will be like, what is this? Mm. Mm. So, my whole point of cooking is cook it their way mm-hmm. and understand what they want, want to do to. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you add your Ghanaian element to it but don't you think as a chef as well right it's your sort of I won't say your duty but maybe you should try introducing that version of chow mein to your people no every no every mm. every geographical place has their own Very designated palette true but then that's why we go out to different restaurants to try it's not like if I go to an Indian restaurant they're gonna add shit all that because Ghanaians may I mean, or may not shit, come. maybe some shit and some samosa would bang. It will bang. I don't want it. No, that's us. That's like we're fusing this thing. But I'm saying that if you go to like authentic Chinese mm, restaurant as well, mm, mm. they're not gonna give you that. But you're going there because you want that. You want to right, try what right, exactly right. is Chinese food. I mean, imagine them putting shit on pho. That would be very weird. In what? Pho. So we went to Tip Top. And we bought some soup. On whose recommendation? <laughs> on Say Omi, the name. On Omi's recommendation, Thank you. please. Oh, and we bought some I, well, chicken mushroom Oh no, I'll soup. take my I'll take my credit. I'll take my credit. Chicken mushroom soup, right? Yeah. And I was like, me, when there's no pepper around chicken, it nauseates me. Okay. Mm. Understandable. I just started filling the soup with chito. 
and it worked and it oh, was it was wonderful really, really worked, no i even i do that i had the shit ones like I, if i get uh, like chicken sweet corn soup right i'll fuck it up immediately oh, i'll so add vinegar good, i'll add soy sauce then i'll add shit and i'll make it completely different but that's me mm-hmm. but at the same time also i appreciate chicken sweet corn soup for what yeah, it is yes. as on its own i like but, that shit but so much there are a lot of people who are not willing to do that Yeah, really willing to so when I'm, I'm, like if I'm doing an event, right? If I'm doing an event, which is let's say this seems to be a regular complaint, sorry, mm-hmm. that people Ghanians don't, don't like to experiment. Why? Period. Because um, for me, I was born here, and I feel like my friends scared. go out to these sort of places because so. they're scared. It's not. I don't think it's just because they're scared. I think it's also a culture thing. You think so? But we're from. We're pretty much from the same culture, but. We want to try new stuff. You've and I'm not even talking like, like older people. Exactly. I love older people, but you are not <laughs> our target market. We are in a generation where we see a lot more things than they did. Mm. So people will tend to say things like, "Oh, this generation there, we are doing so many bad things." When really we're just probably just as bad as the previous generation. Yeah, we're, we're seeing as Bobby Stan. We're just seeing a lot more things like that are going on. But I feel like our generation is changing that sort of status quo in the sense that we are going out to more places. Exactly, we're trying out different, trying out different things. But uh, even you know, then, it's still. Kind I mean, there of is limited. a bit. Of, there is always a complaint. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like at least there's a difference. Because if that was the case, people wouldn't come for Kiko's pop ups otherwise. Facts. But then again, you have to you have to realize that Accra is not even Accra. I know Accra is not Ghana. Even our circle of Accra people is, is not, not the rest of. 100%. So if you shift outside of Accra a bit and you go and even say maybe what Kiko said yesterday, they they would look at you a bit weird. I think I took what did I take home to my mom? Which one did I take home? It was the pasta. Yes, and the mince meat sauce, mm-hmm. and my mom had it, and she was like, mm, "It's uh-uh. nice, it's nice." But <laughs> what is the different taste of the box? Coconut? Was it coconut oil? She was like, yeah. "Ah, hmm, I like it too." But you see, like mm-hmm. she likes it, but the chain—it's a little jarring. Jarring, I get yes, it. Yes, the whole. Sometimes it also is up to do with upbringing as well. If your parents mm. introduce you to different flavors, then yeah. So I'm always. Happy that my I don't parents think my parents introduced me, me to different flavors. They, they took me no, to places with different flavors. I'm saying that a lot of I factors, a lot of factors go into this. If your parents take you good and well, if maybe your friends take Thank you, because mm-hmm. my friends have also taken me to different places. Like, mommy had in, told me to go to a restaurant just down the corner here from where we we're recording, and I loved the experience at Madam Butterfly. And she was the one who told me. And I literally, after recording the podcast, we went. I went to Madam Butterfly mm. that day, and I had a really good time there. So it depends. It comes. So for me. My f- love with food came from my grandmom and my mom because mm. they're both amazing cooks mm-hmm. and they've never been shy to try different food. I think that also has food. something to do with it because I'm beginning to see like in terms of background mm-hmm. everyone whose mother enjoys cooking ends up liking enjoying tasting other things you know I, I have a weird relationship with food I love to eat food I'll eat almost anything as long as it won't kill me because <laughs> I'm allergic to a lot of things oh, wow. right. so as long as it doesn't kill me I'll try it right. and I think he's lucky in that regard or else I don't know how he would taste yeah. it no, I'm the lucky one <laughs> <laughs> take it just but, take it You're but you see that's it. the thing like if your parents were people who liked cooking, yeah, they they, it makes you. you it it has it, go, it rubs things. off on you because yeah. you'd be you'd be more open to trying try new things. Yeah. If you as like your parents were not open, you'd all you it happens. You're in a family, so you mm-hmm. grow up looking to what your parents did. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, over time, yes, you leave and then you go out and then you'll, you'll be alone and then you'll try be because your friends will be like, "Yo, let's go, let's try this." Because When I did my boarding school in India, I had a lot of friends who were only pure vegetarians. Mm. But literally, they go to university and then they said, "Let me just try this yeah, yeah. meat." And then, yo, now they're the biggest like carnivores <laughs> there. 
Meanwhile, we weed they cut down weed and runs weed like me. We're like, nah, let's let's eat some veggies, you know. So I think it all also happens to do with experience and stuff. So people like you also make a difference for that. I feel. Mm-hmm. So my, I try to stay in the middle, okay. so that if a regular Ghanaian comes, he's okay. And then when someone, I feel like people who experience different flavors eventually understand that there are el- other elements to the food. There's texture. That's what it looks like. There's the smell. There's the balance. People don't get balance. That. Siaba. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I have to plug that song. Don't yeah. do this. Thank you for that song. No, like people don't get. When I say that, like sometimes I cut back on flavor on something, just so that something else won't be drowned. Oh, and someone's yeah. like, "Oh no!" And like, when they are all shouting, it doesn't make sense. You can't hear anyone. True. Mm-hmm. One has to be. I get it. But a lot of Ghanaian food is that way. In the end. Trust me, on the streets, the only thing you taste is fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's this watchy at um, somewhere around. No, 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 no. The watchy at Zongo Junction, Marina Zongo Junction. The guys in my house like it. Me and Charlie okay. can't eat it. It's just hot. It's just hot. You like don't the taste yam, like anything. The yam made I bought in East Lego and you can't <laughs> But there's this watchy in my area, mm. my jaw, like end of the world. <laughs> I sent an Uber to buy me watching from there because her stew tastes like stew. Mm. And her meat is not going to break my teeth. <laughs> and she cooks her stew with her meat. Mm. And because I cook, I can taste that there's there's this meaty flavor in the stew. And the meat is... When you cook fried meat in a sauce, it's soft. There's this thing it does. is not rubbery, but it's not hard. That's how I like my watch and meat. So I keep going there every time. When she keeps giving me plenty of oil, I don't like that. <laughs> but I don't, people just don't, that's what I realized. People don't care about the food they do. Everybody knows how to cook a dish. So someone knows how to make jollof, mm. fried rice, mm-hmm. potato chips. Mm-hmm. Just do that every day. People know how to cook. (laughs) Some of these places, you stick to what you're good at, right? But my point is, people know how to cook. People Mm. don't know food. You're taught that this is how you have to do it. So you do it. You don't experiment. But you see, what sometimes this experimentation also comes at the cost of the business. Not experiment. Then know the food. Why is it that when you saw too much from these people? (laughs) No, no, no. no, 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 I'm not asking them to be me. No, I'm, not go, that. I'm not asking them to go around hoarding information the way I do, right? Mm-hmm. But if you say you are going to do yam and pork, mm-hmm. make sure that mm-hmm. you know that you are supposed to salt your tubers after you fry it. Mm-hmm. Know it. But that's what I'm saying. For this person now, she, she, has, she or she has probably learned it from the previous generation. When you, this is how you, you do it. When you salt your, your tubers after, you save salt. See, you save money on the salt, so it's not it's not know, cutting these are nice food hacks, right? They're not food hacks. That's how you do it <laughs> for you. But mm. for that person who's doing on the road every day, Probably. they are okay with what they're doing. They don't care because at the end of the day, like I said, it's a business. So he's not now coming to say, "Let me, you know, uh, salt my." So thereby, after. his point stands that people know how to. Uh, oh, I know. I'm agreeing with this point, but I'm just saying that for them. It doesn't really matter no, because it matter. it's a business. Because you, you, you are still going to go and eat that yam. You're not who? <laughs> if not you, you have no idea what <laughs> kind of you, person I am. But the other five around you are going to eat it because if you're hungry and after a night out, 
So now you're coming to say, bitch, your yam ain't got no salt, the tube. You know, you want to eat that thing. No, I'm just being, see, I'm being a realist here. I, I understand your point of view. But also look at it from their side that, Charlie. But that's that's why I do my pop-ups, right? To, if you, you know what, introduce... I feel like the ultimate challenge for you now is you do yam and pork for me and mommy and we will come and appreciate it. Because we are tired of that dish. So we want to come and have it and be like, nah, this one, the pop. So it's a challenge to you from <coughs> what's your flavor? Challenge. Do it for us. Accepted. Good. Great. So Please, this, we'll have a review of this. Don't cut your pork into squares. No. I'm not doing that. Oh, you let's, let's, let's see what he does. your pork mm-hmm. in something other than the pork juice itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give it a little sasson, a little flavor. <laughs> you know, a little excitement. Because I'm tired of the squares. I'm going to blast. I'm going to blast the pork to space. Because you said like that. I said, blast it to fucking space. But you people don't hear me. So, so no, I feel like you've done a lot of these sort of international dishes, which is good. Give us something local, local. cuisine. Let's try that. Let's try. Let's see how good you are at local cuisine. Wait. Now let's see. Okay. Are you truly a non-Dadabi chef or are you only a Dadabi chef? Let's There's find out. There's nothing Dadabi about him. Fuck I don't know why people come and tell me he's a Dadabi chef. He grew up in a village. There's Please, he comes and makes chow Village that they gave him DSTV. DSTV. Dadabi. So, we want ayam and pork. Come on, village. And you have chicken wings also. We want this and then we'll judge you that day and we'll come and discuss it on the podcast. Yeah, mommy. We'll give ratings. That's fine. Okay, so... Let's wrap up with our food puns. Yes, so <laughs> I, I hit up mommy the other day oh and I was like, God. not even food puns though, it's pickup lines. Oy. So I was like, mommy, I feel like we should have a small segment because Kiko's coming as a chef. Oh my God. We, should, we should use, we should try and make outrageous food uh, pickup lines or puns. Uh, I like to say pickup lines. And let's use like common food items and then let's see so I was you know I was like telling mommy like hey I can choke you with my arty choke yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was like hey baby let me put my pizza in your oven you know like stuff like that so Mm -hmm. Kiko I want you to also come with something like that we just like two or three why why Kiko what the fuck man oh my god do you give her the tuba every day salted why? I am done. This nigga said I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished. The image I have right now is not encouraging. No, I'm see, finished. this is the point. Like, I'm I want done. you to know. See, hold on. Uh, there was one more that I made that. I mean, I can make many on the spot. No, like, that, I think that's my speciality. I what think... kind of speciality is that? Please. Hey, do you the like one? your buns toasted? Mm, hey, do you like your buns toasted? No. <laughs> <laughs> Omi, stop saying that in my direction. It's creepy. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Do you, you like your buns toasted? Oh, I like my buns I toasted. I bet you do. Oh, you little yeah. nasty. <laughs> Hmm? Um, say, 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 say. Oh no! Oh, someone say, say no, Michelle. Yeah, what? Nice what? Me, what? I don't pick people up. I haven't done it in four years. I'm oh, we're sorry. <laughs> Why your tuba not the being? Relationship goals, please. Hey, Stick to ladies, one Stick come on, to one relationship one. goals. Stick to one woman, please. Hey, oh, woman. okay. I'll share about this. Is, is it like? Is it like a side announcement? <laughs> Hi, madam. Hey, <laughs> mommy, we need one from you. Where mommy has all the pants. No, I don't. But. You can the send only that one I can sexy think of. voice. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Baby, I'll chase your carrot any day. Hey! <laughs> That's right, we are close. <laughs> <laughs> we are close. <laughs> you must not top that. That's the best one. Okay. Mommy wants to chase the ooh, carrot. Ooh. Yeah. Any oh. day. Okay. But we need one for you guys. Some of these ones. Oh, I've, mommy I've has found more, one. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? I, no, I don't. 
<laughs> no, I'm done. That was the only one I had. I'm not showing to my father, please. I beg. Oh, well, say my, fa- my father is a priest. Oh, okay. Let me say, I have one. Mm. Uh, go for it, Alma. We're here for you. If your lips are vodka, then I want to get wasted. Hey, hey. come on, wasted. Hey. Come on, wasted. Hey. Hey, sister. Don't be small. Hey. Okay, don't be I'm small done. Wasted. Don't be small wasted at all. Can I double stuff your Oreo? Oh. <laughs> and here we. And this is how we end the show. This is how we end. Good night from your Japanese grapes and from your what? <laughs> We out. Wasi, it's over. It's done. We're done. Thanks for listening, guys. Go shut down the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. So we'll do more of these with other subsequent guests. I think it's a nice segment to have. Yes, I liked it. Yeah, she did. Didn't okay. okay. Uh, All right. Wasi, we out. Oh no, no, no. Let's Good. end the podcast properly. Oh my so, gosh. Kiko, thank you so much for coming, Salma. Yes, thank you so yes, much for yes. Our special guest. You got guest. an idea? Hey, please. Um. So. I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, but the next pop up is my last for a while. The okay. next pop up is next week, right? Yeah, next week. All right, cool. The what's the date? Twenty mm, second June. Twenty second will be my last pop up for a while, for like two weeks. Cool. So, <laughs> that's a while. I yeah, feel like the, um, the podcast will re- <laughs> release and you just started by then. So that's so a while. I'm working on something special. Hey, <laughs> and then after that, we are going to wear our Captain Planet gear. Hey! And then we'll be back uh, at Scripts and Sounds. 13 July. 13 July. Well Something done. special for you guys. Small plug you do on the podcast. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, shit. Pay me, pay me. Pay me, mommy. <laughs> With what? Hey. <laughs> With your tuba. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Now it's over. Now it's over. <laughs> It's done, it's done. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. I'm done.